You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 123 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to dig into the heartbreak of Mississippi State's recent loss to the University of Alabama. We're going to process through that a little bit. We're going to talk about other college football things. We're going to get into some things that have been really inspirational for us lately. And we're also going to do a little bit of a deep dive into some information we recently learned on Instagram from our friend Jamie Golden about skincare. Lots to cover in this episode. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk to y'all for just a second about Poshmark. Y'all, if you are looking to clean out your closet and maybe make a little bit of money from selling some of those items, or if you need to replenish your closet or replenish your kids' closets and you want to make sure that you stick to a budget as you do that, Poshmark is such a good resource. You can shop from millions of closets all across America, and all you have to do is download the free Poshmark app. They carry clothes for women, for men, for kids. They have tons of brands to shop for and brands that you have no doubt grown to love. Brands like um, Clark's Shoes or Olakai Shoes, Tom's. Anything you can imagine that you would want to wear, you can more than likely find that thing on the Poshmark app. You won't believe the bargains that you will find. I just saw a pair of Tom's booties for $40. $40. So, this is shipping that's easy for both the buyer and the seller. It's super fast. And if you see something that you want, you can make the seller an offer right away. Even better is that listeners of the Big Boo Cast get $5 off your first purchase. All you have to do is enter the referral code BIGBOO5. That's Big Boo 5 when you sign up on the Poshmark app. Go to your app store. Get the Poshmark app. Enjoy looking at everybody's closets. Find some really great bargains for some stuff. Really practical and really helpful for you and your family. And maybe even make a little extra money by selling some things yourself. Alrighty, y'all. As always, we are so glad you're here. And remember, if you're here, you're home. So enjoy, everybody. Episode 123. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we are super high energy today, by the way. Super. I mean, I feel like high energy in that way you can only be on a Monday morning. Right, right. Well, that's you accurate. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's raining here. I mean, like it's really yes. raining when you get the whole sound on the roof kind of rain. Even yes. Hazel is calm. Like when Hazel is calm, it's mm-hmm. a, we're, we're operating on another another plane pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's some good, that's a good level calmness. Uh, oh, hold oh, on. Mine away. says lost connection to server attempting to reconnect. Oh, it's reconnected. Okay. I don't know. Are you there? Got, yeah, I don't know if it got what you had recorded earlier, though. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, my word. Oh, y'all, we don't have high hopes for this at all. <laughs> This is going to be one of those podcasts that we're like, remember that podcast we recorded and then that was it? This this podcast is essentially going to be me going, you there? And Uh, you saying, I can't hear you. And me going, hello? Can you hear me now? We've lost our connection. Here, hold on. I'm going to start snapping at you like I did last time. (laughs) So I was telling Melanie before we started recording that because of our sound issues last time where whatever happened, if it was the cord, whatever it was that several people um, who were friends of mine asked me if she was snapping at me 
that she felt that they thought that she felt so strongly about what we were talking about that she was snapping at me when actually it was whatever that noise was. So yes, I don't. We did. We still don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery mm-hmm. noise. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about the rain and Hazel being calm and something. I don't yes. know. Well, the, we said you said Hazel. It's the kind of weather where you hear the rain on the roof, and even Hazel is relaxed. And that's I said that's potent. I mean that it really is. I know. I tried to, speaking of the dogs this this weekend, Mabel has had has had a wheeze. We don't know what's going on. Mabel's got some sort of respiratory thing going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's had a round of antibiotics, um, and it didn't really help. So we don't. I've got to take her back to the vet and see what's going on. But over the weekend, because I didn't obviously want to take her to the emergency of vet because she doesn't appear to be in distress, but I treated Mabel with a blend of eucalyptus and lavender oils. <laughs> And I'm gonna say it helped. I mean, did she did she did she ingest the oils or did you rub them on the back of her neck? No, I well, what I read, so I put some eucalyptus oil on like a little like a little towel and I made her breathe it in. And then I'm diffusing them in my home. And then I put some eucalyptus on my hands and I put it kind of around the scruff of her neck where she could continue, kind of like a Vicks vapor rub to see if could help her with her wheeze. Um, but it's weird because she doesn't do it all the time. She does it when she's really excited and she does it when she first gets up. Like when she's been sleeping, she gets up and mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like an old man getting up. It's like that. <laughs> and then she wheezes and she's trying to clearly hack something up, but I don't know what's going on with her. Bless her. I hope the oils help. <laughs> well, listen, she seemed to enjoy them. So that's all I can say. But I, the eucalyptus was because for her breathing, but the lavender I added in because that can have a calming effect. And sure. I thought, well, it can't hurt, you know, can't hurt. Well, you know, I actually bought a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I told you this. I bought another diffuser to put in Alex's room because one of the girls at school told me that her mom keeps them in all the kids' rooms to kind of combat the smells that come along with sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I bought a diffuser for his room. Yeah. And I will tell you that that has helped a ton mm-hmm. with that lingering sort of mildewy slash bag of Fritos. Order. Yes. I mean, odor, not, not order. Yes. Yes. Odor. <sighs> Uh, I mean, I know that's, you know, I've gotten, we now have a diffuser in the kitchen. We have one in the living room and I've put one in our bedroom. Caroline also has one in her bedroom. So we're real into diffusing our oils because I love the smell. To me, it makes the house smell like a spa. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny how I've even gotten to where like, I don't like candles like I used to because I just like the smell of the oils. Now we will say we're not interested really. We love y'all, but we're not interested in anybody's particular oils. No, I mm -mm. Or can you find a day when either one of us is saying, so here's what I can tell you is that this kind of oils has changed my life. We're not, that's, we're not, we're not playing that particular. No, no, I'm not interested in selling nor buying. I just pick up my oils when I go to HEB and I'm like, Mm -hmm. here's some peppermint oil. I'm pick that up. I'm, I'm sure there's a better one out there, but that works fine for us. Um, but yeah, I, I like the oils and it, listen, Caroline's cleats, they were at a soccer tournament in Dallas this weekend. And like Perry texted me because he was texting me updates during the game. And he said, I'm sitting on the sidelines and she just ran by me and I can smell her cleats. Oh, yes, like, sir. Mm-hmm. They, well, we got her, so we got her these new cleats. We've never done Adidas before. So she's always worn Nike cleats, but Adidas had these new cleats and she liked them because they're blue and white. So they match all of her stuff and they do look really good because you know I, I enjoy the color coordination but there mm-hmm. are these um like bandage cleats so they don't have laces like you literally like slip your foot in them but the problem is is that that's got all this like foamy spongy stuff up at the top of the mm-hmm. cleat um and I think that stays wet all the time uh. and like and you can't and they've got these like the way her cleats they come up and they've got like these like compression things that go around her ankles so like you can't really like I put them in front of the fan but they can't really do anything but anyway last night this is fascinating I know but last night when we got home so Perry brought him home from Dallas in the car they were each inside of their own Ziploc bag because he was like we couldn't have ridden home with them in the car oh my word I know and so 
he bleached them last night. So we, we bleached them and washed them. And then we remembered that like two Christmases ago, I bought him a boot dryer. And so we put them on the boot I rem- dryer. I remember this. I remember yes. this. And mm-hmm. so we hadn't really used it because he was like, I don't need a boot dryer, whatever. But we used it for the cleats last night. So I'm hoping now if we'll put the cleats on the boot dryer every day that that will help with the problem. Because we love the cleats. It's just the the odor. Hey, you're cutting in and out really bad. Like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My question is, should we try Skype? Even though it won't record in two, in two tracks. I can't edit the tracks, but at least so we're not cutting out all the time. That's fine. Whatever you think. You're, you tell me. I think we I, like I, I don't know if it's getting all you're saying or not, but I can't hear it, so that's okay. not really helpful. No, that really <laughs> that makes it for an awkward conversation. I'm gonna have to download Skype because I don't have it on this computer. Okay, all right. Well, you want to just so text me when you're ready. So when you get on there, I'll call you. Okay, that sounds good. Thank y'all for bearing with us. We're gonna switch to another another avenue to talk. Okay, and I'll leave this so it can upload. Yeah, it shouldn't take long though because we haven't been talking very long. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're back. We're back. We're back. It was, it took a minute, but we're back. Uh huh. I told some story that you may or may not have heard about Mabel and essential oils, but (laughs) I'm just going to believe that if that was meant to be heard, that it came through. And if it wasn't, then just know that Mabel is enjoying her essential oils. Lord, if it was meant to be an encouragement, let it go forth. Let That's it go exactly forth. right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Do do with it what you will, Lord. In the meantime, I have texted with my vet and we're going to bring Mabel in for some chest x-rays tomorrow. Okay. Well, I hope she's okay. Uh, she, listen, she's still eating like a champ. And so, um, but you know, they had told us when we brought her in, she said she may have scratched her throat really bad and that may be what's going on. So she's had us feeding her soft food. So for a while we were doing canned food, but then we started just, we're, we're wetting her dry food that she normally eats with real hot water. And listen, she chows down on that hot, wet food. Um, and doesn't that we, sound delicious? <laughs> And Perry said it reminds him of, remember, like, gravy train dog food yes. that they used to have? It's like Mabel. We laugh. We said her gravy train. She's I bet she's put on five pounds eating her gravy train. God love her. I know. She's so happy. But she's just got a wheeze. She's a little wheezy. Well, I hope that the combination of the essential oils and the care from the veterinarian, the fact that you put essential oils on your dog, I mean... <laughs> Listen, you never know what might work. You never know what might work. And and <clears throat> speaking of, you never know. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad segue, but <laughs> but 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 I'm the sure Mississippi State fine. Bulldogs and the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, listen, that was. Let, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm just gonna say that if there was anybody who beat Alabama, it was y'all. Okay, on, thank you. On Saturday, because had you been able to get anything going offensively? <laughs> well, I would like to point out, we did at oh, one point. Yeah. We did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, the problem is, and this, I don't know if you know, but there was another targeting call on <laughs> A&M in the last 10 seconds of the game. <sighs> So what I'm going to say is sometimes it's hard to beat the officiating is what I'm going to say. And, you know, I'm, I'm not one to, to com- I try not to complain about officiating because my daddy was always an official for high yeah. school and junior college. Like I understand the, the sort of the split second calls that you have to make. However, mm-hmm. I don't know how you call a block in the back when there was no block. Like, yes. I can see if, but, but if there was an actual block and maybe you, it was on the side or, but, but there, but there was no, there was no block. So mm-hmm. that was really disheartening mm-hmm. and, and listen, did nothing to, in, in, to endear the officiating to the Mississippi State Bulldogs who were watching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I understand. I'm going to say that I understand. It's hard to understand how you call targeting when there is not, in fact, targeting. <laughs> but yet, 
it appears to be a thing. They've got to they've got to figure out the targeting thing. I realize it's my hot button. I realize I'm stuck on it, but like across the board, I need to figure that out. There needs to be some different rules. I'm happy to come into the SEC headquarters. I'm happy to advise on this. Sure. I'm happy to assist in any way as we try to figure this out. Um, but I just, you know, I just I think it's football. So people are going to get hit. Tackles are going to happen. That's what I'm going to say. But I was very impressed by the defensive performance of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Thank you. I think. I, thank you. I think I feel. I feel real good about our defense and 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 everything that happened during that. Hey, I'm not sure if it's recording anymore. Oh no, okay. it is. It is. It's still recording. How about it? It's Skype's all new. It's. Uh, oh. I'm gonna tell you. This feels. This is feeling more and more like 2007. It's what it's feeling yeah. like. This is why we only podcast once a year, three uh, years in a row. Golly. Um, okay, so yes, the defense played lights out. They were fantastic. They they held Alabama to fewer points than anybody's held them to all year. I mean, for Alabama, who has been able to score at will pretty yep. much, to only score 24 points is huge. Would have been helpful if we could have maybe had some offense. But I go back to if the the, the fumble – on the first drive of the game, had been called a fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, that shifts your momentum. If the the block in the back that was ne- was neither was not actually a block, if if we score there, then the and and the fumble gets called, then it's a fourteen seven game, and you get the ball after the half. This is an yeah. entirely different scenario. But there's yeah. a point where I think, and and listen, I I will say as a parent all the time, like you've got to be able to to win on the line of scrimmage, and you've got to win any any uh, against any other circumstances that are happening. Yeah. But um, there's a point where you just go, well, Dad, it. Like, is there anything we can do? And also, um, do you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Alabama was not called for a single penalty that entire game. That's shocking. That's <laughs> shocking. Who would have even thought? So, I don't know. I mean, I, uh-huh. I do believe the best about people, and I don't believe anybody mm-hmm. was out to get us. Mm-hmm. But but I think that maybe if we could just, if we could just, I don't know. I'm not even going to say it. I'm just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I know. There are certain teams that seem to have the favor of, if not the Lord, at least the officiating crew on them. Um, I always say, because what was it? There was, was it the West Virginia game last weekend, I think, with Texas? And it was like, all of a sudden, there was miraculously one second left on the clock. You know, like, it's just like, how does, how does that happen? Because as an Aggie, if we're like, there's one second left on the clock, they're actually like, no, you have negative 10 seconds sure. left on the clock. <laughs> yeah. Now that ran out like four minutes yeah. ago. We're, we're going to take, in fact, we're going to take back that touchdown. You scored two minutes with two minutes left in the game. Cause really game time was up then. That's how that call is going to go for us. I'm and just I saying other, other teams. I know you're, you're going to, you're going to smooth this over and say that you're not one to complain about. It, and I appreciate that. I am one to complain about it. And so I am complaining about it. I just, I don't want to be a sore loser. You know, I mean, like they, no. they won that game. Yeah. Um, if we wanted to win that game, then we should have scored some points, but, but we did, but we should have scored more points than just that. Like, but it's just, yes. it's just a looking back and thinking, okay, but, but, but when calls, calls always affect the game, but when they, when they affect momentum, momentum. Yes. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I get it. I get it. Anyway. So we play Arkansas this weekend and you know how I feel about that game. Like I just, yeah. I, it's, the worst. It's, the it's the worst. worst. it's the worst. It's terrible. <sighs> I know. And they gave LSU a run for their money too. I know they did. And I uh-huh. just don't, I, you know, and, so we've got to play them and then we've got to play Ole Miss and I, anyway, yeah. but I did I listen to y'all's game against Ole Miss when I was driving home from Nashville on Saturday. And that was very fun to be able to listen to that in the car. Yeah, it was a good, um, our, the first half was, was fairly abysmal and we started the, the third quarter with two turnovers, which was also abysmal, but then we seemed to kind of get it together. So, um, hopefully that was a tied turning win because that was the first sec west game that the aggies have won at home in three years which was a stat that made me real sad when i saw it um but i i think that hopefully it's 
it's a shift. So, you know, but here's what I appreciate. I do feel like the majority of Aggie fans are saying, which now we have a win, but even after the loss to y'all and then the loss to Auburn, people were like, look, like settle down. Like if you, if you listen to Jimbo in his press conferences and you listen to these players, the mentality of this team is shifting. It's just Hmm. this, this team, it's like somebody said, like Kellen Mond is a fine quarterback. He's not the kind of quarterback that Jimbo would normally recruit for his system. So he's having to figure out how to coach an offensive system that works for his existing quarterback, not what he's going to build in the future. So to me, I feel optimistic in that by the time Caroline maybe gets to A&M, that those will be golden years for the Aggie football team. Sure. Absolutely. Sure, sure they will. Like it, like every other year that I've believed that next year is our year. Well, um, you just never know. You just, you, you never, never, you never know how, how things can turn around. You don't, you don't. So, and I am optimistic. So that's, that is that. So, um, I don't feel like the state fans are maybe quite as optimistic as Aggie fans right now, just because I think what that we just, I think that the, the overarching feeling is why can't we score points against good teams? Like our yes. offense is great. If, if there's a weakness and a defense we can exploit, but like when it comes to going toe to toe with really good teams, mm-hmm. our offense seems to fall apart. And so like we don't, we, and when I, when I say fall apart, I mean, we don't score points. So yeah, yeah. So I think that's yeah. a big question mark. Um, but I, but I feel the same way about coach Moorhead. Like he's got a system and so he's got to find players that fit in his system. And there again, I think we get really impatient with, with coaches and we do yes. ourselves a disservice because we've got to give them time to implement their program. Yes. With yes. The players they need a little bit of time. To do that. Yep. Yep. They need a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I get it. I get it. Well, but other than that, I felt like this weekend of college football, which part of it was, you know, I, um, so Friday, I flew to Marshall, Texas. Yes. Into the East Texas Regional Airport. Um, I flew in and then I spoke Friday night and then I was supposed to fly out at noon on Saturday. But I just it was that thing of I had had a long week and I thought I just want to be home. And so um, I found out that I could get my flight switched to the 615 a.m. flight. Which, I mean, really is saying something for you. It is how bad I wanted to be home. I uh-huh. just, um, I just wanted to get home. And so I, I slept from about 1230 Friday night until about 445 that morning. Oh, and then I Lord. got up, I know. And then I drove to the airport and then I caught my flight and the flight from Marshall to Dallas was great. We get to Dallas, we got on the plane, we all sat there, there was a maintenance issue. We had to deboard they Wait, I didn't know this. You had to deboard. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. They then they were like, "Sorry, folks, this plane, the navigation system isn't working. We're going to have to get off. We don't know when we're going to have another plane. We don't know what we can tell you." And I was like, "Oh no." I was like, "I'm going to be stuck." Um, but then they got us right on, which kudos to American Airlines. Like then they were like, "Okay, we've moved it down two gates. Go to gate A18. We're boarding now." And so I ended up. It was like about a 45 minute difference oh, by the time wow. it was all said and done but it was but I think that what had happened because I talked to some other passengers the flight from Dallas to San Antonio the night before had been canceled and so there were all these people that had already been stuck and it had to spend the night so I think they kind of knew like oh we got to get these people to San Antonio right. like, they've had about, we got to get this thing going mm-hmm. they've had yeah. about all they can take mm-hmm. yeah um, but I do have to tell you that when I flew into the East Texas Regional Airport it's about the size of it services Longview Kilgore Marshall, deep East Texas, um, the, the airport, the entire airport was about the size of my house. And so when I say that, I need to tell you that our house is less than 2000 square feet. So it's, um, it's like you walk, there's one gate, there's baggage claim, which is essentially like a strip that's about 10 feet long where your bags come out. Mm -hmm. The rental car place is right across the thing from it. So I had had a rental car. So I went and I said, and I talked to the lady and I said, I have a rental car reservation. And she's like, okay. And she's topping in all my stuff. And I mean, she had one of those old school printers. It's like, yeah, so she prints it off. And then she turns to the older gentleman standing behind her. And she said, Don, what cars we got? And he's like, well, let me see. This is my, this is my favorite thing about traveling anywhere, by the way. Oh, 
It is okay. So, but it gets better. So Dawn hands her, he's like, he hands her like three sets of keys and she's like, oh, we're going to give you the Volkswagen. She said, now listen, honey. She said, it has a dent in the door, but we already know about it. So don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. And then Dawn said, well, and um, he said, there's something hanging down from under it that's dragging. He goes, but I don't reckon it's going to hinder you none. And I was like, okay, Dawn. <laughs> he didn't he didn't reckon it's gonna hinder me none. So he said, Hey, I'll he said, Hey, I'll walk out with you and we'll look at it. And I was like, Okay. So I get my bag. All right, Don. All right, Don. So I get my roller bag and then he sees that I now have my bag and I'm ready to go because literally we're right across the baggage claim from the rental car place. So he walks out with me. Don offers, he said, Can I get your suitcase for you? And I said, No, sir, I've got it. It's okay. He said, Oh, I see you're an independent woman. Okay, Don. Yes, I am, Don. Uh-huh. And so we get out to this little Volkswagen Beetle that's my car that sure enough has a dent in the side. And then Don proceeds to show me, he, he lays down on the ground and proceeds to show me where this plastic piece is that's that's hanging down. And he says, here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to see if I can't break it off for you. Okay. He that's- said, I don't, think, mm-hmm. I don't think you need it. Because I thought, well, sure. Because... <laughs> I don't I mean, think why? you need it. It's just a part of the car. It's so. just a part of the car. So he was going to try to break it off. So he laid there on the ground and tried to break it off. And then he's like, oh, I can't. It's bolted on. He said, I'm just going to tuck it back up in there. <laughs> this is, I need you to know when I relayed this story to Perry later, he said, I can't believe you agreed to take that car. He goes, uh-huh. why did you not ask for another car? And I said, well, because Don told me he didn't reckon it was going to hinder me none. <laughs> and I Listen, Don's philosophy about car maintenance sounds a lot a lot like what I had going on in college. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to tuck it back in. You know, I had a bumper that would pop off and you could stick it back on. I mean, it yeah. it was. <laughs> and it didn't hinder you none, It didn't right? hinder me none. What's the problem, everybody? So it falls yeah. off when I drive. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I can get out. I can pick it up. I can pop it back on and continue my travels. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so. I said, okay, Don, that sounds good. And so I got in the car and I thought, well, if I hear something dragging, then I'll go in and tell them that I can't drive this car. But I drove out of the parking lot and I was like, it's totally fine. Well, then by the time I get the 20 miles down the road to where I'm staying, I get out of my car and I mean, the smell of burning plastic. <laughs> oh, this makes me so happy. It was like, oh, something. I I see you were traveling in the glamorous style to which we've grown accustomed. Exactly right. That is exactly right. Oh, this is so, this is exactly, when somebody asks, what's it like to get to travel and speak? This is, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yep, pretty much. That's Mm -hmm. what I thought is I checked into the Fairfield Inn. Mm -hmm. Um. And so that was that. And then I drove to the church that night there again, burning plastic. And then I was like, well, I'm getting up. So at four 30 in the morning I drove. And I mean, by the time I parked that thing back at the East Texas regional airport, I thought, well, whatever that plastic was has clearly burnt all the way off mm. because it smells so bad. Oh, listen, I know. but it didn't hinder you none. It didn't hinder me none. So Don was correct in his assessment And it all turned out to be fine, which there again goes back to God looks after fools because probably I should have asked for another car. But you know how you are. You're just like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And Don said it was going to be fine. So I took his word for it. And that was that. Yep. But I took that early morning flight. And then I guess I got back to my house at 11 o'clock or like 1115. So I watched the Aggies. Um, I unpacked, I did some laundry and I kid you not, I texted you this, but y'all had the two thirty game against Alabama. But in my mind, I had been up for so long and it was so late that I was like, I'm going to settle in and order some dinner for this six o'clock game uh-huh, against uh-huh. Mississippi state and Alabama. And I was like, Oh, that's the two thirty game. Like that's anyway, but I slept the sleep of angels on Saturday night. It was delightful. I bet you did. Well, you know, I went to Corinth, Mississippi, on Thursday and spoke at a Christmas dinner. Like it was early, but they had their, and it was, or it was a holiday kind of dinner. And they had done the tablescapes thing, which I always love. I think you did one of those a couple of weeks ago. So I always love seeing the tables and same kind of thing. I I got to the hotel and then I got up the next morning and I drove to Nashville um, to do the 
a couple of breakout sessions at Lifeways at the Women's Forum, but that means I got to see Travis and Angela and Lily Cottrell. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, that's nice. Because they were, um, they were leading worship, and so we met for lunch. Did I even tell you that I got to meet Travis for lunch? Um, I don't know that we talked. I know you were. You told me you were going to try to. Yeah. I don't know that I knew that you did. So we got we got to meet for lunch, and then um, oh Hazel's back at it now. The rain stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, well. So we got to meet for lunch, and um, then I actually ended up there that night. Like I was just, you know, there was a playoff game again. I I didn't know. Like I didn't I didn't know that that the freshman would dress out with the varsity, and I didn't think about uh, playoffs when I was when I was planning my schedule for the fall and so because I've never had to think about that kind of thing before. So I ended up going yes. back to the hotel so I could keep up with the game mm-hmm. and, and I could do some writing or whatever. But anyway, the next morning I had a breakout early and then, so I wanted to stay and um, because I, I, I had not yet gotten to be with Travis and them while they were leading worship and Lauren Chandler was speaking um afterwards and so there was part of me that was like oh I want to stay and I want to I want to be here for that but my like whatever that pull is that says it is time to go home yes was so strong that I just after my breakout I said bye to everybody and got in the car and Mm -hmm. and drove on home so yeah I get it and it was well it was funny for me because I wanted to be home so bad and my people weren't even here but it was like I just wanted to be in my house you Mm -hmm. know it was like I just wanted to be home and um and you know sometimes it's good to be in your house with no people because you can really (laughs) maybe for you I don't know (laughs) sure that's but it rejuvenated me it Mm -hmm. and then like by Sunday like I slept in Sunday morning because I was so tired and I got up and um and then I ordered groceries to be delivered from shipped. And so then I felt like, so then I was like fully nesting. So like I yeah. made it, the weather's cold and rainy. So I made like my homemade crawfish etouffee and I made that Beth Moore's five flavor pound cake. And so I was, I was very domestic yesterday after I'd had a little bit of time to myself. Yeah. I made a big Saturday night. I made a big pot of vegetable soup that was delicious and cornbread. Yeah. And, um, and that's probably what I'll have for lunch today is vegetable soup and cornbread. But I don't know. It's just been a good weekend to be home with it being cold and yes, now and it's yeah. rainy and um, and we're all from school today, which is nice. But Alex still has football, so okay. Anyway, it's just yeah. I, I was I was the same way. I just was ready to be home. I wore my Gap pajama leggings for the first time Saturday night, mm. which was a sure. I mean, that's just a sign that something that we're 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 in a really wonderful time of year. If you ask yeah. me. Yeah, so, I agree. Anyway, so it's been a it's been a good relaxed weekend um, to have been kind of a busy, hectic end of the week. So that's a good thing. That's good. That's good. I know. So what do you have coming up? Speaking wise, are you about finished, or do you have a couple more things to I finish have, up? I think I have two more things. I think that's it. Okay. I have Tuesday night here in Birmingham. I'm speaking at Covenant Presbyterian church which is um a church i have always heard only wonderful things about and um and, and know some people who go to church there but i have never been there so i'll oh, be okay. fun and mm-hmm. then i go to i know i have three things so then i go at the end of the month i go to jonesboro arkansas mm-hmm. um to speak i think at nettleton baptist church and then the 1st of December, I think on the 7th, I go to Smyrna, Tennessee, outside of Nashville, mm-hmm. to speak at LifePoint Church. Okay. And that okay. is it for 2018. Okay. That is delightful. That mm-hmm. is delightful. I am going, I have one more thing left, but I'm actually excited about it because I am going to, well, I'm flying into Manchester, New Hampshire. Wait um, a minute. I know. It's New Hampshire. Fancy. New Hampshire. Can you that even believe it? so fancy. I know. So I'm flying to New Hampshire. I'm speaking in Greenland, New Hampshire um, at a church there. It's a two-night. It's a two-night event. So I'm staying December. I'm flying out December 3rd. I come home December 6th. But Gully's going with me. Oh, fun. I know. So we said we're going to get some clam chowder. We're going to maybe drive in to go see Boston. We're just, we have, we're going to have a whole New England Fest. Well, as soon as you said New Hampshire, I I hear Barry Manilow in my head singing "Weekend in New England." Like that's that's that's, that's fantastic. 
Yeah. And I haven't looked at the geography, but New Hampshire is not very big. And so I'm going to tell you one of the things that I'm putting on my list is we are going to make a little drive to go see the lake where On Golden Pond was filmed. Oh, well done. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because I watched it again this summer and I was like, I think that's on my bucket list to go there in summer in New Hampshire at that lake, which I realized December isn't the summer. But, you know, it's probably going to be a little cold up there. I think it's going to be a little, a little, yeah, I think it's gonna be a little chilly December 3rd through the 6th. So, um, and so because of that, I ordered myself a new scarf off of ASOS yesterday. <laughs> because I felt like when in New Hampshire, do like the New Hampshire-ins. New Hampshire-ins. <laughs> hey, um, it's half the fun is figuring out what you need to buy in order to go. I mean, absolutely. Well, and I'm going to tell you something that I feel like I bought these sorrel boots on sale because I found them on 6 p.m. like about two months ago. And they're these, they've got a heel, but they're waterproof, like snowproof boots. Okay. But they've got like a lug sole and they're tall boots. And I ordered them because I thought, you know what, I'll wear these to soccer games and stuff that are going to be cold here. Because I feel like too, I'm preparing because Caroline's school soccer runs from January to March. So I mean, if based on last year, I'm going to be sitting out in a lot of really cold weather right. watching soccer. So I bought those boots. But now I feel like well, those boots were made for New Hampshire. Absolutely. You know, so I just I feel like I was prepared in ways I didn't even know I was prepared. Hey, everybody, it's me all by myself in the middle of the podcast because I want to tell you about a couple of things. Here's the first thing. It's something that's new to me and new to you, too. I'm guessing it's called PAX. Here's the deal. I cannot tell you how many times I have been out and about and I've taken a picture. Then I look at the picture on my phone and I think, oh, my goodness, that is a framer. I can't wait to put that in a frame at home. But here's the thing. I never print it and I never frame it. You know why? Because it's trouble to get your pictures printed. Either the print sites take too much time and I kind of forget about it, or the store kiosks are unpredictable, or they, they're not working, and the ink is so expensive at home. Well, PAX makes it so fast and so easy and so thoughtless to get prints of the pictures that you love. PAX is a photo printing service where anybody can text pictures for real prints to be delivered right back to you. The PAX mission is to make photo printing the easiest it's ever been so that everybody can relive and share their happy moments every single day. PAX envisions a world where more people are genuinely happier because they're surrounded by images of their most cherished moments. What a sweet thing that we would actually have an easy way to print our pictures to surround ourselves by those pictures and to remember happy times. This is such an easy thing to do, y'all. Here's all you have to do if you would like to give PEX a try. You simply text your pictures to this number, 213-277-4468. That's 213-277-4468. Or you can visit pexnow.com. And when you do that, you text your pictures, they send back a little thing and you, you choose your quantities. And then they print your pictures and send them straight to you. Oh, so simple. So the next time you think this is a framer, just text to that number, 213-277-4468 or go to pexnow.com, P-E-X-N-O-W.com and make sure you get a print of that very special memory. Here's the next thing I want to tell y'all about. Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. After all, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. And the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Plus, Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool. 
so important and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Its prices are affordable because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. The mattress is delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that size box, and you get free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash bigboo and using the promo code bigboo at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash bigboo and using the promo code bigboo at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Alrighty, y'all. Here we go. Back to episode 123. So how are the camellia boots? How's that working out? Listen, they they had their debut in Marshall, Texas, and I'm gonna pre, I'm gonna tell you that I love that the women there that several of them said, "Are those the boots?" Okay, you know, like mm-hmm. it. Well, that's like just that's a sign you're among your people. I feel that's like. exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, they are so great. I love them so much. They're everything that I dream that they would be. The color is perfect. Okay. Um, they have a, they have a pretty high heel, which I was kind of worried about, but I will say so when I spoke. Friday night Marshall, I did two different 40 minute sessions. Mm-hmm. So you think that's a lot of standing. And I'm going to say that they didn't bother my feet at all. So what'd you wear with them? I wore, well, I dressed for comfort. I wore um, black leggings, my okay. black Zella leggings that I love. And then I bought this real cute, um, I put it on Fashion Friday a while back and I think it's sold out now, but this, it's like a blue, like um, cow neck sweater. Um, it's like a tunic sweater that I got from H&M for like $19. Oh, cute. Um, but it's long, so it was super comfortable. And so I just wore that with my boots. And so um, I just, I'm a big fan. So I think they're going to get a lot of wear. Congratulations. Thank you. A couple of people have asked me, and so I just want to say, I did end up taking back the Target boots that I had bought because I hadn't worn those yet. Because mm-hmm. remember, I found the Lene scrunch boot at Target. Yes, I do remember I think that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do love those. But once I found the Sam Edelman, I was like, well, now I don't need the, I don't need two pairs of, I mean, see how practical I am? I don't yes. need two pairs. And so I took back those Target boots, although I do think those are still great, but I just didn't need them in light of the Sam Edelman development. So here's my question. So last year when you couldn't find the Sam Edelman boots, when they were sold out on the Nordstrom website, when it was such a, when you were really in the throes of your camellia boot crisis. Yes. um, The Lord is able, by the way. um, Did they just take them all off the shelves and then stockpile them to sell them at Nordstrom Rack this year? Like that's, I don't understand how inventory works, but was that a manufactured crisis I, on, I mean, on the end of things? It kind of feels like it, right? It kind of does. And I can't figure out, because even when they went on sale at Nordstrom last year, I, I don't think they were, I think they were still more expensive than what they're selling them for at Nordstrom Rack now. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you have continued to sell your inventory at a higher price as long as you could have? Yes. These are the business questions that just <laughs> dominate, dominate my day. That's right. As I consider profit and loss and margins and things. Yes. And so I don't know, or do you have an influx of boots that people bought that then get returned? Because, you know, Nordstrom has like a six month return policy. So was it inventory that just ended up being excessive after the fact because people returned them? But I'm going to tell you now that I own them, I don't know why anybody would return them. No, and I, how many times do you return, really, like, I I, I have returned uh, very few pairs of shoes over the course of the last five years of my life. Like, that's just one of those things, usually, I don't know. I can't believe that they would have a full inventory in all the sizes, Based yeah. on returns. But then what, again, what do I know about manufacturing and distribution? I'm just saying, I feel like something, something's, something's amiss here with the way this thing played out. Yeah, I don't, I really don't understand it. I don't understand. And then it was, it was interesting because, and maybe they don't, I will say this, the, the calf, you know, I have said, I have, I have, this is not me. This is not me bragging. I have very skinny calves. Like I just, I do. I I mean, like to the point that they're shapeless. Like I feel like I have to do work to try to like make them look like 
something. But listen, they, if I could, if I could slice <laughs> off some of mine, I'd be happy to donate to that cause. Is what I'm going to tell you, because you I know get, my calves. I doubt the camellia boot and my calves would ever really be able to spend any time together at all. Because I don't think I could zip them. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I would gladly take a calf implant mm-hmm. if it ever came to that. But I'm. I will say I can see where. For some women, they may not work because they fit me like they fit my legs. I mean, oh, and they're okay. Not- well, then they, you may be onto something because I honestly I would not have been able to. Do they zip or do they pull on? They zip. They okay. do zip. Um, yeah, and I'd, they, have gotten uh, them, I'd have gotten them a, a, just a, a tiny bit above my ankle bone. I bet, and then I'd have been like, "I'm out. I'm out." Yeah. Next. Yeah. And I so I do think that I I do think the heel feels higher when you have them on than the heel appears to be in the deal, which is fine with me because mm-hmm. it's a comfortable heel. But then I also noticed because I even thought like they work great over leggings, but I thought I don't know like I don't know that I'll wear them over. I don't know how they're going to feel over my jeans. Okay, this is significant to me, and yes. maybe this explains the whole thing. Yeah. So maybe so there I, really were a lot of returns and they just stockpiled mm-hmm. them for, for this next year. Yes. Well, and now I'm keeping an eye on them because what I noticed was, is when they first were back on Nordstrom Rack, they sold out again really quickly. And then last week I looked again because I was curious and they were back in stock in several sizes and colors, not in all, but they did have some inventory back in stock well now they're completely sold out again in the camel and the black but i'll be interested to see if you have some other returns okay because they don't work for people but the the, the calf circumference to me was the the clue because i was like these will not necessarily work for everybody yes That's those it. would not work for me yes if i'm gonna have a booth that comes up over my calf i'm gonna need it to have some some piece in there that maybe has some elastic in it yes but you don't ever, I, you Mm-mm. don't even own any tall boots, do you? I do not because mm-hmm. calves. So my sister and I get very tickled because between our, the the high arches, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, between, yes. between the high arches and the calves that we have, really tall boots are sort of, they are, they are, they're not, you, do you remember when we went to Rees all those years ago? Like, yes. And, and they had all those cowboy boots lined up by the back door. <laughs> And I yes. could not get my foot into any of them. Like yeah. a size 12 man's boot. I could not, <laughs> I could not contort my foot to get it into there. Yes. So yes. it's too much. There's too much distance for a foot that's jacked up in the center. Like you can't, mm-hmm. there's no way to slot it in. Anyway, all that to say, um, that's why I love the booty so much. It's because it gives me the look of a boot, but with yes. the ease of something that does not need to come up over above my ankle. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I get it. I get it. But I will never know the joy of, of wearing a pair of leggings with a really great looking pair of boots on top of them. I'll never know. I'll never know that. I'll never experience that. I would appreciate your prayers. I was going to say, I'm going to pray for you because I do feel like that is a, I feel like that's a sorrow. I mm-hmm. feel like that because to me, there's really nothing. Like I was so excited, like Marshall, Texas, like even more excited than Don breaking off that piece of plastic under that car. <laughs> I was most excited because there is just not an outfit I like more than some sort of sweater tunic with leggings and tall boots because it's all the comfort of essentially being in your pajamas, but yet you look polished and put together. Right. Well, so you know how I'm not shopping the rest of the year, right? We've talked yes. about this. Have I talked about yes. this on the podcast? I think you did. Okay. I think you mentioned it. But yeah, mention it again because some people may have missed. Okay. So I cleaned up my closet in the summer. I was, I was like, I have plenty of clothes. I don't need any more clothes. I have... I have so many clothes. I have clothes I don't even wear. I'm not buying anything else the rest of the year. And for some reason, I say that kind of stuff a lot. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I, so I held out the caveat that I could buy a pair of running shoes because I was going to need another pair of shoes for the gym. But but I was not buying anything else. So okay. it's been okay. It's been fine, whatever. I have felt really like bleh occasionally when I've gone to speak somewhere because I'm wearing just my usual bleh, whatever that I've had. Yes, um, but I will say the cold weather has really, um, it has intensified a longing mm. for some new tunic style sweaters. And I can't even go online to look because I uh. feel like if anything is going to take me under, 
if anything. Yeah. And, and again, it's not like I'm being judged on my ability to, to follow through with this commitment. I don't know why I feel like it's something that I have to do. But mm-hmm. like, I really, I, and I'm really so tired of everything I have, like, because, you know, yeah. Yeah. I just am. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of everything I have. And so, um, but it's been a good lesson into how much of my, um, how, how, how much my moods can be altered. Yes. By, by what I buy. So, oh, for sure. I mean, why mm-hmm. do you think I shop so much? <laughs> I mean, Cause I just, I don't don't even know that I crave the clothes as much as I, as much as I crave the lift that I get. Like, and, and so last week I got my hair cut and highlighted and I found myself as I was packing for Nashville thinking this would really all be complete if I had a fun new sweater I could wear, you know? Yes. But I I didn't, I didn't say like, I have not been in Nordstrom Rack because I can't go in Nordstrom Rack. Like, you know, unsubscribe from all my clothing emails and again i don't know why i felt i felt some sort of obligation to camp out on this decision but i will say i have officially reached the portion of it where it started (laughs) to teach me some lessons yes um yes so i'm i'm pretty much done with that whole thing but like i just i don't know i just want something new i just want something new. i know i get it listen i love something new obviously i mean but and I and I think but here's the deal the, the Lord is going to reward you because come January all these darling sweater tunics because there are a lot of them out there are going to be like fifty percent off and then you can buy some. Well, I, here and here's the other thing though is that you know everything's been so short the last uh-huh. little bit so there's a part of me that's like is there really anything long enough out there? Is there really anything that 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 would me- that would meet my standard of tunic length? which would be mm-hmm. below the like closer to the knees than the top of the thighs. I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you what has been like a source and I've, I've really only ordered the blue one, but they have several is I'm telling you H&M is like a master of the sweater tunic this okay. year. Okay. I'm not trying to cause you to stumble. In no, your I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. But I'm just saying for anybody looking, I feel like there are a lot of sweater tunic options. I ordered another one from Nordstrom. Um, that I'm going to take back because it was long enough, but it had really high side slits. And then that Mm -hmm. to me negates the whole thing because uh, what am I going to do with those side slits? Well, why do I, why do I want to cover my behind? If I, if you can see my stomach, like that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's it. But I, at this point I am now done buying anything for myself because we are transitioning into Christmas season. Okay. Well, and see, I don't think so. we're going to do a whole lot of shopping for Christmas because our our spring break trip is going to be pretty much Christmas around here. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just in a sad place in terms of 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 my my absence of new sweaters, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to it's going to be fine. It's all going to come back and it's going to be okay. I will tell it's you be one okay. thing that has brought me great um has unexpectedly, I would say, brought me some great joy well there are two things that have brought me some great joy over the last couple of weeks i will yes. i will share okay. them now and tell order. us yes the first thing is the ben rector concert that we went to a couple of weeks ago um, yes you haven't talked about that i haven't oh, even heard about that my word oh my word i mean i well, without us getting into it, you kind of know, you know, the sort of mental and emotional place I've been in with the world for the, for the better part of, I would say three years. Um, yes. I, it's been a low ebb for me in terms of just sort of standing in the world and not, not being entirely sure what to make of it. So I, uh-huh. I live in that place all the time and, and that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this discussion. But here's what I'm going to tell you is, so we go to this concert and I'm, I, I'm with, and so Alex and I go. And so Alex and Ella are sitting beside me and I'm sitting with our friends, Stephanie and Joey on the, on the row. And they had all seen him in Nashville a couple of weeks before. So they they knew what to expect. They actually had wanted to see him again based on what they'd seen in Nashville. So all that to say, it was so joyful and there was, it was so hopeful and there was so little cynicism and he was so at ease and mm-hmm. so comfortable and 
So from that perspective, like he led that whole audience to this really like happy, hopeful place. It was nostalgic. It was tender. It was genuine. It was sincere. There was no arrogance or, or bitterness or any of those things. Like it was just so much hope. And mm-hmm. I cried, I like there was a moment, oh. like just watching it where I just cried because I'm so tired of everything being mm-hmm. so angry. You know, I don't, I, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this before. I, I have a personality. I don't know what to do with anger. So when mm-hmm. the whole world is angry, I don't know what to do with that. And, mm-hmm. and so it was just like, it was so encouraging in terms of this is the way forward. This is, and I know I overanalyze things. I was an English major. I get it. It's annoying, but I do. And so, but, but, but like I left thinking this is the way forward, like mm. calling people to things that are beautiful and hopeful. Um, it was, it was, it was stunning. It was one of my top, probably top three I concerts I've ever been to. It was in incredible and it was the neatest thing like to get in the car afterwards and Alex said um he sat down in the seat and as he as he was buckling his seatbelt he said well that was fantastic oh I love that so it was unbelievable it was so stinking good I just it was like well I needed that yes um yeah but golly, he is so easy to get on board with on stage. It was also so refreshing from the perspective, like there's no try hard in him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he is so comfortable with himself. It's it's just so nice to be in a situation where somebody is so comfortable with themselves in front of other people with there's no pose. There's no, there's no facade. Like, you know, I don't yes. know. it was yeah. just refreshing. I love that. On so many levels. So that was fantastic. And then um, the other thing is Eric Church's new album, which, as I told you yesterday, like I it it like it hit me unawares because I've never really been an Eric Church listener. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something about this that feels like right now it is speaking my language. So um, it's okay. so great. It's his album called Desperate Man. It does have some language. So don't listen to it with small children in the car. Um, <laughs> but I love it so, so much. So music. You know, it just always manages to sort of make a way out when when yes. when it, it when starts to feel dark. sort of claustrophobic inside. So yes, oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, and then also, um, I'm not finished with it yet, but you are Knox McCoy's new book. Listen, I love that book. I and you know how that is sometimes. You know, you get a book, and I'm like, you, you don't know what to expect. Like, you and know, you I want to like it. Like, you yes. hope you like it, but you don't Absolutely. know if you're going to really like it. You don't know if you're genuinely like you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. And um, but I grabbed it. It was funny because I got an early copy and I grabbed it when I walked out the door to go to Marshall because I was like, well, I'm going to be on this flight and it'll be good to have a book to read. And I finished it. I mean, like I finished it in two days. I read it all the way there. I laughed out loud and I'm not a real I told you this like you know, people say LOL and I'll say LOL. I don't really LOL that much in the whole scheme of things. <laughs> like when I'm reading, I don't, I'm not a big LOLer, but it like sitting on the airplane, like it, it made me laugh out loud so many times. Like he is such a good writer, which I knew, but he's such a good writer and he knows um, how to, how to write a funny line. He and does. then, and then, but it's also so tender. I told it you, it is. reminds me, he's like a male version to me of your writing. Like it's, it's That's really funny. Sweet. And you laugh, but then it's like he says something and you're like, yes. And I think because he grew up in that evangelical culture in a small town in the South, it's like there was so much of it that I related to in terms of the way he viewed the world. I right. just love it. It's so good. Yes, I agree. And I, and of course, I love, you know how I like some structure. Like we talked about this yesterday. I can get all, one of my favorite things about writing is to think about the structure of it. Yes, I'm and, so glad to. <laughs> But I love that part of it and the arranging it like that's kind of the logical side of it. And um, and I love the structure of Knox's book. I love the way that he has. I, I love the way he set up his chapters. I love his mm-hmm. footnotes. I love his I, I love sort of the, the asides that interrupt kind of the normal narrative. Like to me, it is it, like the. It's fun to read. The content's fun, but the structure's fun. Like I, yes, I love the structure of it, and and I know it sounds 
like I'm 109 when I say this, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of him because, yeah. because it's, um, it's so hard. I think it's vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable when you write. We were, mm-hmm. and we talked about that yesterday too. Like it's hard yeah. to be vulnerable when you write. It's certainly hard to be vulnerable your first time out of the gate as an author. Um, but he is. And I love that if you have listened to the podcast at all, you will hear him the entire time you're reading. You will hear yes. him in your head because it's so true to his everyday natural voice, which is my favorite. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was so good. And I mean, in particular, I so his obsession is a kid with the end times and the Antichrist. (laughs) I don't know if you've gotten that and then speculating on who the Antichrist could be. That is such a part of the formative years of my childhood, which explains some of my push and pull with with religion in general Uh and why I struggled. Uh Um, But I like I really it it was one of those books where I thought I wish that I could because I want to text him right now and say, so in light of the fact that Tiger Woods won that tournament, are we going back to that maybe he could end up being the Antichrist? Like, what? Tell me. Where where are we on this? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There are just so many things that I it's just it's so good. So it's called The Wondering Years. This is not an ad. We just generally love it. It's, yeah. And it comes out Tuesday, yeah. November. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.